You are listening to PLV Radio Network. Join us in celebrating all of life's possibilities. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another show of Positive Living, uh, Positive Vibration Living Roundtable with Sarah Troy, me, your host, and a guest, Belinda Farrell and Jeff Cannon. I've had them both on before. They most certainly left their mark with me. Um, Jeff was one of those people that literally they had to take a drill to his head uh, to get at yet another Truma before he kind of finally figured out Hell, if I stop going up against the wind and the hurricane and the tornadoes, I just may actually have the wind behind my back and go where I'm meant to go. So it took uh, literally a drill in his head and all these tumors to come out for him to embrace his redirection. And Belinda <laughs> is all about finding your frigging joy and, uh, you know, stop being melancholy, stop being dramatic, stop being, um, you know, looking to the but what or what if and looking to what, you know, what can and what we can make happen. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about each of them. But today we're actually going to talk about the opportunity of simplifying and removing all those things that you do not need to bring um, into joy. Joy does not live in doubt it doesn't live in fear it doesn't live in control joy is one of those things that lives with love and harmony and uh, you cannot build them together it's a process we all need to go through from time to time removing the clutter in our lives both in the terms of things that we attach ourselves to as well as people work and even ideologies so we're going to have a great deal of fun with this today because I'm all about positive thinking, Belinda's about finding that friggin' joy, and Jeff loves those deep conversations, so you're getting all of us. So welcome to the show, Belinda and Jeff. Aloha. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yes. well, I know this is going to be a fun one. And you, know, and, you know, Belinda's really unique with what she does because she goes and swims with the dolphins and takes people out every year to have that wonderful experience, a beautiful um, healing and, and soul attachment experience. And uh, Jeff is really very much on that, uh, you know, that deep meditation and of aligning with oneself, um, you know, in the lucid dreams, in the conversations of energy and physical and metaphysical. And so we're both, we're all on the same plane. We just kind of approach it from a different way. So we're going to have a great deal of fun. But first, I'm going to go to uh, Belinda. Belinda, just tell uh, people a little bit about you. They can find you on your past show that you did with me, but just give them a little... Um, a postcard of you. A little postcard. <laughs> well, I was truly someone who didn't like the water, was afraid of the water, full of fear, wouldn't even go into a swimming pool. And somehow the dolphins switched that around. I started going to Hawaii um, for just advanced training in hypnosis and NLP. And of course, I'm surrounded by water. And I'm having an experience of reaching my higher self doing this ancient Hawaiian forgiveness process called Ho'oponopono and Huna, which I was introduced to there. And then the dolphins started coming into my dreams. They started invading my dream time and teaching me how to swim so that my desire to be with them far exceeded my fear of the water. And so that's how that fear got turned around and became like now it's almost 20 years that I've been taking people out to swim in the ocean and meet the wild spinner dolphins. So whatever you have that's bottling you up in fear on the other side is this amazing opportunity to explode into 
something that you've never dreamed that you could have before. And that's what happened to me. And I just want to share that with other people because I came from nothing. And now, it, you know, it, it can change in just a, a moment. You know, and also just to let other people know, too, that, you know, you lost your son to suicide. Yes. You also had complete yes. financial loss. Um, you yes. know, you, you, you just really went for a, a complete series of losses where most people would give up. You know, you decided that you weren't going to do that. And in that if I had not, yes, I had not had that opportunity to know about the self-forgiveness. I, I probably wouldn't have gotten through those, those experiences in my life because losing a child um, really just knocked me flat on my feet. And I almost couldn't do the forgiveness for myself until a friend took me to see um, Eric Pearl, and I, I got introduced to Reconnective Healing and had a session with that, and that's when my grief was lifted. So it's as though the things that were happening to me in my life were a progression of other things coming in to help me move through that to the other side. And, you know, when we're open to receive, that's when miracles happen. Exactly. And, uh, you know, there isn't anybody that doesn't go through some form of pain or transition. You know, and as I said with Jeff, you know, I talk very often about the hatchet in the head. You know, some people need to receive the hatchet <laughs> in the head before they get the message. And, you know, for him, it was a drill. And yeah, um, <laughs> give people a little bit of a synopsis of you, Jeff. It's, uh, you know, my, my, my meditation practice has been going on for, for 30 some odd years. I, uh, I fell off the, the practice and kind of started pursuing the, the corporate lifestyle for, for a number of years in, in between, uh, then and now. Uh, I, you know, had a series of, of brain tumors that occurred. Uh, funnily enough, each point I started hitting a, a point of success in my life a brain tumor would bring me down. I had a total of nine different brain surgeries. Uh, the longest oh. one was a 14-hour surgery. Uh, the most devastating was one that uh, removed six and seven brain tumors uh, in one 11-hour point. Uh, so I, I laughingly say, you know, the, the, the energies of the universe kept trying to tell me I was going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just not quite open to listening to them trying to be set on my own path until finally uh, I think the energies just gave up and said, you know what, we've tried to be subtle with this and <laughs> now it's time that, that yes, we just take a, uh, a drill to your head. Uh, the, literally the first surgery was a, they used a hand drill to open my head and to, uh, to remove an acoustic aroma. Uh, so long story short, it, it got me on a path of, of meditation. Uh, it, it opened me up to looking for ways to try to stop the tumor growth to get rid of the stress that I had, and that just kept continuing to grow and grow and grow. The more people I met, the more people I talked to, the more people I learned from and taught in return, uh, I think gave me the opportunity to start developing something that wove traditional meditation into a tapestry I call modern meditation, and it's a... Uh, it's a program that I teach now, uh, teaching people how to maintain their current life, uh, how to be happy, how to uh, stay in the midst of, of the chaos, but in a calm and focused way. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's something my, my students call the focused calm. 
and uh, and they love what it brings because it doesn't force you to it doesn't force you to to run off to a monastery or to join an ashram. It's uh it's a very open, uh, caring meditation that you can practice anywhere and enjoy in any style that you wish, uh, without having to follow somebody else's style. Uh, so yes, it's definitely about it's about pursuing happiness. It's about bringing joy into your life. It's about connecting to the energies that are out there, uh, and and to keep drawing from them and to giving back to them, so that you're actually in that flow, that beautiful flow of energy that we can all be a part of. Exactly, and and you kind of remember the word that was coming to my mind listening to both of you is that they are usable techniques. You know, when this kind of all first kind of started, it was always too far removed from people's lifestyles, you know, from the maintaining of, you know, the roof over their head and everything else. Uh, As you said, you know, would have to go off and be a guru and change your lifestyle so completely. And now everything is integrated. All of these techniques are something that is so usable within their lifestyle. And of course, you find the balance changes that, you know, the more and more they immerse themselves into it, the more and more it takes over and brings them that peace and tranquility and they change their lifestyle but if something is not usable people are just not going to adjust to it are they who wants to take that very much so very much so and as I often tell people you know meditation is a very powerful uh, proven 3,000 year old practice so meditation works the the process is still valid the problem is we are in a very different world than they were in 3,000 years ago Uh, the, the stress that we hit in the first 10 minutes of our day of picking up our mobile phone and checking our email is probably more than those people went through in an entire day or an entire week uh, and at a very different level. Yeah. And so it's time for us to upgrade uh, to kind of bring meditation up to, to the modern day where people can balance out their day all the way throughout their day without having to go up on a hilltop for an hour and sit quietly. There's a great uh, little, uh, just before you get the Belinda, there's a great little poster on on, uh, Facebook of this woman cross-legged, you know, hum-haring and going, you know, come on meditation, come on meditation, inner peace, (laughs) I haven't got all day. And, you know, (laughs) and it is very much like that today. Go ahead, Belinda. Well, it's like when I wake up, it's like every, my whole day is a waking meditation. Mm -hmm. So I just say, you know, good morning, spirit, mother, father, God, let magic happen today or let me be in whatever flow I need to be in. And it just sets the pace and I just start breathing. When I get into my car, it's a trigger when I touch the, the, the wheel of the car the steering wheel that I start taking a deep breath and that always puts you in this you know ha breathing which is like in the EO it's like in a void and you go into this peripheral vision and you just start de-stressing automatically and so the whole day it's a practice of staying in that place where you don't go into fight or flight you go Mm. into you know and a uh, you know a pair of parasympathetic nervous system so that when somebody crosses your path and you know you get upset it it calms you down it's like okay you want to get in front of me fine here take the wheel yeah exactly (laughs) nothing bothers you yeah yeah. yeah, take a breath. And, and I just think that's the best because I'm not disciplined enough to say I've got to spend 20 minutes a day, you know, doing nothing. I, I have such a busy day and I just bring that meditation in all through the day. 
and I know that that's what helps me. And I take a, a ritual every night. I take a bath with Epsom salts, and I cut my cords. I do the self-forgiveness process. So I have a ritual going to clean whatever perceptions that I that I um, invested in during the day that don't serve me, that don't serve my highest my highest good. And I can put incidents of things of political incidents or governments or doctors, whatever it is down there that I may have spent energy on, I release and forgive myself for holding on to that. And then it just frees you. It frees mm-hmm. you to be more creative with yourself and with what your present projects are. You know, that is the the, the point, isn't it? Is that um, finding that freedom, you, you know, not carrying this burden. I mean, so many people are hunched over and they don't realize the load they're carrying. But it's also right. that, you know, it's not just going into meditation that helps you get deeper, that helps you sort things out and let things go. But it's truly kind of living in a meditative state uh, as a state of being, isn't it? Is it you, yeah. you, as I said, you, you, Very can't, much so. you can't hate in that compartment over there and then go over to that love department over there. Because if you're in love, well, you like don't want to hate. Yeah, every person you meet, you know, is a sacred experience. And they're there to push your button or to, mm-hmm. you know, bring you ringside into joy or to challenge you. Or, you know, how are you going to respond when that happens? I just recently had uh, an incident where I was just, minding my business going down the street and a young girl pulled out in front of me didn't look to see that I was coming and then hit my bumper in the front um, smashed it I, I because of my stunt car driving I it could have been a total annihilation but I I broke you know uh, instantly and we went across the street and we looked at it and she said I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't call my insurance company I'll just settle here we'll go get an estimate and I'll pay for it she just graduated from college and the long story short you know she sent me a letter and she says I can't believe how calm you were during all of this <laughs> and I just said you know what what good would it have done me to be upset you know we That's took care of it we handled it i sent her a copy of my book and you know who knows why that you know was me and there was somebody reason. else exactly in her there's, path. there's always re- and by the way yes uh, you know belinda's a stunt car driver as well which she started later on in life so that's just an, another little thing there but it comes in handy doesn't it <laughs> oh yeah exactly see they say usable there we go usable right so <laughs> right um so you know you you agree with that, right, uh, Jeff? That it's you know it's not just that you go and meditate for ten minutes and then that's your day thing. It's, um, you know, it's you have to be in it in a state of mind and a state of being, you know, throughout your day oh, and every day. Very much so. I mean, so few of us have an hour to meditate. So few of us can find a hilltop to meditate on. So it's it's not about bringing our life into meditation. It's about bringing meditation into our life. Mm-hmm. It's about constantly looking for the opportunities to turn a cup of tea into a mindful experience, turning a a meal into a mindful experience. Uh, We teach a a waking Buddha uh, breath meditation in the morning for people to do, and it's putting one hand on your stomach and the other on your chest and just feeling that stomach rise and fall, feeling the breath ease in, and just waking slowly and naturally into your day. And it's amazing what, you know, two, three, five minutes can do to setting your day going in the right direction. And then pursuing that throughout your day of finding, finding that, that, that pause, that moment in whatever you're doing, whether it's washing dishes, taking out the garbage, you know, writing, 
really anything and, and bringing it into a meditative, creating a meditative life for yourself. Uh, yeah. one of the things we, one of the things we often teach people is that, you know, when something happens, uh, don't, don't just jump in and auto respond to it, mm-hmm. but physically step back and separate yourself from the event. You know, breathe to bring yourself calm. Uh, look at the event from an outside perspective and let it go so that you can start acting responsibly instead of automatically. Uh, getting rid of your ego, setting that aside, getting rid of the way you've always done things, setting that aside so that you can start acting and responding in, in, a, in, a, in a meditative way. Exactly. Uh, and and it's, it changes your entire life so that instead of just rushing from one event to the next, you're actually responding to the world around you. You're actually being who you were meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if either one of you has seen the movie Inside Out, uh, the new Oh, one. yes. Wonderful. Uh, I mean, and, you know, this, this is for kids, but I think every adult should see it. Um, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it, Jeff. I highly recommend going and seeing it. And, and it's really, it's about uh, the emotions that a child yeah. is born with and it's uh, each one of those emotions duties and then you know a couple of emotions get taken out of the equation and then you know uh, people as you see this and uh, certainly as an adult you see this is that when you look to some people and we refer to them as the living dead um, they know mm-hmm. they're completely switched off to life they don't feel anything they don't feel sad they don't feel right. joy you know th- this kind of movie has captured that so brilliantly of how we need all of our emotions every single one of yeah. them serves a role but it's how to have them th- work in harmony and not any one of them be extreme and yeah. the conscious and mind is the one that's in charge of that. Yes. You know, our logical self tries not to get these emotions to run amok, to run, run too much sadness, you know, or too much anger. Because, I mean, if you have too much anger, that releases a chemical from the inside that bruises your heart muscle. And that's one of the leading causes of death in this country is, is heart attacks. And the emotions yeah. play a huge role yeah. in that. I remember years ago, I was, you know, I was also doing acting, and I had a, a project that was for the Department of Labor and Mental Health, and it was a similar to this movie. I was a drug addict as an actress, and they would have uh, the heart, the lungs, the all the parts of the body, and how it, it was affected whenever I, you know, snuck some drugs into my mouth. And it was really kind of funny, but serious because the the lung would go into this coughing spell and break down, and the heart would start breaking down. And these were all characters, you know, real life characters. And so this is like twenty five, thirty years yeah. ago. And now they're doing this movie. I, I just think more mainstream should realize just how important the emotions are in our health. Yes, and and, yeah, very and, much it, so. and it's not abstaining from any emotion, is it? I mean, you know, like uh, we're we're all going to get well, mad at something. It's how do we control that madness so that it doesn't right. become dominant? Well, you have yeah, to and it's feel not that it. any it's not that any emotion is wrong. It's it's not that any emotion is wrong. It's that. We need to embrace the emotion for what it is, which is a signal to our brain that something from the outside is affecting us. Embrace that emotion and kind of thank your body and your mind for actually having that emotion, but then dealing with it, you know, on your own rather than, again, responding. And that can go for love. It can go for 
lust or passion or anger or hate, you know, all of these emotions can lead us into a good place or a very dark place, depending on whether we allow them to. I think if you don't say, feel emotions, I, I'm sorry. I mean, okay. I just think if you don't feel the emotion, especially anger, and you you suck that anger back in, then you turn that anger onto yourself, and that's what eats away at your heart muscle. Exactly. I mean, we know today that um, um, most diseases are coming from stress. And stress yeah. is a great deal of suppression of emotion because, as I've said right. in every show I've ever done, if you remember this, is society puts so much expectation on us. And we end up living by society's code and dictation without listening to our own hearts, our own souls, our own beings. And, you know, kind of living in our own emotions as to how we're relating to life because we're not relating to life, we're reacting to life. Exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. No, very much so. Beautifully said. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you know, this is the thing. Emotions were all put there for a reason. And, uh, you know, I've always said to people, if that emotion is coming up, then there's, there's clearly something you need to look at. You know, sometimes people are just angry and they don't know at what. It, there's something yeah. telling you something there. So spend a moment or two and kind of look at it. What is it that you're angry about? Because it's clearly there to tell you, deal with it. You know, don't exactly. just suppress it or don't take it out on someone else. Right. That's no, when I love doing life regression. You know, I used to do that a lot with hypnosis and taking people back to a time that they couldn't even imagine. It was just so buried deep within the unconscious. And often when you do some deep breathing, like maybe 10 or 15 minutes of deep, hot breathing, the emotions start to, you know, they start to release. Because they'll think, yeah, I wonder if she can deal with this today, you know, mm. and out will come something that you've not even experienced because you don't usually have time. The conscious mind is busy doing distractions for you so you don't feel these emotions. You know, let's go shopping, let's have a drink, you know, take a cookie, you know, eat the whole can. Mm. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's camouflaging. Not just one bar, let's eat the whole box of bar of chocolates. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Or another drink, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's very important for us to realize, you know, emotions are neither good nor bad. They're just our, our brain's way of trying to tell us something out there is about to affect us. And, and right. here, pain is basically your body telling you, your brain telling you, you know, there's something wrong, you have to attend to it. You know, anger is your brain's way of saying you're being treated unfairly, you need to respond to this. Uh, love is your brain's way of telling you something wonderful out there can happen to you. You need to respond. And, you know, we can, we can over-respond to any of these actions or to any of these emotions, uh, but it's important for us to step back and to be able to look at the emotion, again, whether it's good or bad, and say, how do I want to respond to this? What do I need to do? And the, the common response is, but I don't, always, I don't have time to, to do that. I need to respond right now. It's like, no, you always have time. To think about mm -hmm. how you want to respond. You have to you know, make time. You have to make time because it's important. Well, yeah, isn't time exactly. just an idea? Isn't time just an idea? So it's whatever we value as important, we will give that time or attention. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, when yeah, when a truck is barreling down the road and about to hit you, trust me, you you jump out of the way. Your body will take care of that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But for, for, these, for these other emotions, whether it's personal or professional, you know, 
again, you have time to take two seconds out and to say, how do I want to respond? What do I want to do in this situation? Take uh, a breath. Is this take man or woman? <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, and, and is this man or woman that I just saw uh, very similar to somebody else that I've, I've been with and who led me down a really into a dark and nasty place? Or is it somebody who can lead me to a wonderful place? You know, and that's, this is how we, we kind of easily get twisted or distracted in our own minds uh, that prevents us from living the life that we really want to live. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, a word I think that we need to have more in the vocabulary and a feeling that we need to have more is gratitude. Um, you know, oh, yeah. um, you know. I think if we kind of woke up with, with gratitude more, and you know, I know, you know, I can be a moaner groaner sometimes over silly things. You know, like the fires here right now causing the air to be rather stifling, and you're coughing and spluttering, and your eyes are stinging. Um, you know, it's a, those those are reactions to what is going on. Um, but you know, one has to be then grateful for the fact that you know I'm only getting the smoke from the fire. I'm not living next to the fire. So you know, every time right. something happens and we react to it, we have to extend a little further and go. Oh, but it could be so much worse. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, don't deny yourself the way you're feeling, but at the same time, you know, be grateful for the fact that it isn't worse. Exactly. Absolutely. No, very well yeah. put. Um, you know, another thing about the, that movie Inside Out, you know, which I think is was such a wonderful example, um, is the fact that, you know, you talked about when you're in anger or when you're in love, you can be in one emotion, including love, too much. And it's mm-hmm. really not about being in one emotion all the time, just being in joy, because, you know, you're not That's kind true. of living into the realities of the world or reacting. Or yeah, that would be a little bit boring to, to have just the one emotion. I really, you know, that's why we're such a complex emotional beings. You know, we have, you know, our passions and our sadness and our, you know, we're just flexible beings, but we just need to know how to embrace the emotions and how to control them and, yeah, be in that. Oh, no, very The world around us is always changing, Mm -hmm. and that's what we have to keep in mind is the world is always changing, and so to be in the same emotion all the time is just not realistic. It's it's going to change with the events that are going on around you, and you know, to hope for anything else. It's not being authentic either, I feel. You're not really authentic. Yeah. You know, if you don't feel... And what a dull world what a dull world it would be if we were always in, in love or hate or, or fear. You know, what a blissful world it is to always feel something different, to always, to never know what to expect around the corner, to, to find a new day, a new sunrise, and to say, oh, this is a world of events and emotions and things I have before me. What a beautiful opportunity for me to... To, to do something different today, to do something right today, right. to be myself today. Even embracing the drama. You know, I, yeah. I love going to movies. I love a good story. And, and you've got to see the drama in there. If it was all, you know, just one note, it would be simply boring. Well, I think this is where we mm-hmm. kind of really look at, you know, the human droids. You know, people that, you know, are kind of actually aren't in any emotion. They seem to have kind of abstained from any emotion and they're just blah. 
you know and yeah. you know, and they've they've kind of lost that thread and that connection you know like uh, they're walking around with the plug in their hand and they don't know where to you know to to insert it and yeah. uh, we see this all you can't help people if they have no emotion if they're angry you know how to you know tap oh. into that anger and lead them out if they're sad they yeah. do but when they have no emotion it's really hard to kind of plug them back in and get some uh, you know energy I, back I, into them I think we call those sociopaths. <laughs> That's the word that yeah. I was coming up with, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I also call but them no. the walking dead because, you know, there are so many people yeah. like, you know, well, I don't care. Well, I don't know. Well, what's the point? Right. You know, it's not going to happen to me. I'm only one person. Yeah. What do you expect out of me? And it's completely an abstinence of life, of participation. We are meant to go through the ups and downs. We're meant to go through the joys and the pains. This is what shows us our gauge and our appreciation and what life is all about. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not meant to be easy. It can be beautiful and blissful. But it's the difficulty that shows us how beautiful and blissful it is. Exactly. Right? No, Exactly. And it's, you know, I, I, I look at something like Burning Man or, or even the climbing to the top of, uh, of Mount Everest, and you have a certain group of people that, you know, they pay for somebody to set the ladder, to set the rope, to take them up to the helicopter to, to, to basically remove the whole journey from their mm-hmm. experience so they can just get to the finish line. And, you know, they've missed all of the trials and tribulations that make reaching that finish line such an amazing feat. And it's, it's just such a shame that we, we live in a time where you know, certain people can just walk across the finish line and say, oh, look at me, I checked this off my, my bucket, bucket list. list. Yeah. They missed the point. Yeah. <laughs> they totally yeah, missed exactly. the point. I mean, I mean you, Belinda, you, you know, taking people to the dolphins, you mean your own experience of, you know, of um, you know, embracing the water and just the sheer, I mean, I would love that gift of, of, you know, swimming with the dolphins, but you know what your experience is, but isn't it even well, more Well, I, I can come from a place else's? of being fearful, yeah, yeah, and being a non-swimmer, so when people come and say, well, I can't swim, and I'll say, it doesn't matter, you know, just hold on to the boogie board and kick, and I'll pull you out there, and, you know, w- once you're with the dolphins, you forget the fear, you, f- or you can only just feel the joy because their sonar just penetrates you and the fear just seems to melt away in the water. And all that's there is who you really are and it's that joy because the dolphins have this theta and alpha they're, they're in the meditative state as it is. They don't have the beta self-talk that we humans have. So when they look at us, they, they see us as a piece of disharmony in a sheet music, and they want to put you back into the melody of that unconditional love. So it, it really is um, an experience taking these different people out because getting in the water is, you know, not being able to touch bottom or whatever that fear is, it's in their emotions. There's mm-hmm. something in the emotions that 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 ocean brings out and if they can conquer that it's a huge barrier it'll just help them so much in their lives and with anything that they do because then they're able to you know get under those emotions and um you know just bring the best out of themselves I mean, you know, for you mm-hmm. too, I mean, you've been through that, uh, Jeff, not necessarily with the dolphins, but, you know, like, um, you know, being in Greece and, and going to places. I mean, sometimes we just have to remove ourselves from our, 
our current environment and go somewhere that really is truly going to give us that energy. Now, for me, I know that a body of water, you know, getting into a lake, getting into the ocean, laying in that water is a wonderful conduit to, to that cosmic energy for me. And, you know, I love the wind as well you know, blowing everything yeah. around. It's finding that place or that element that truly kind of, you know, gets your energy going and, and uh, it helps propel you forward. Very much. I mean, Absolutely. I call the energy love. And it's, it's, love is all around us. We, we live in a, in, a, in a pool of love. Uh, we can tap into it. We can allow it to flow through us. Once we close off that circuit, it's like closing a door, closing the windows on, on a breeze that's coming through. It's, once we shut that off, you know, it, it shut us, shuts us into a tight little dark room. And all we have to do to get out of that is just trust and open yeah. ourselves up mm-hmm. to the love that's all around us. And it really is that simple. And it's, you know, Belinda, you talk about the dolphins, you know, sensing that, that darkness within us and the fear within us. And, you know, wanting to bring harmony to all of this. And it's almost as if the dolphins want to bring us back into the state of love. And it's, you know, it's it's a beautiful idea. Yeah, Yeah. that's their purpose. And when you see them swimming in a pod, then you're reminded of how community is so important. Yes. How the one dolphin will take the lead and nobody fights him. Nobody. They all follow that that head, the, the lead dolphin, until somebody else takes the lead. And it's mm-hmm. always like that. It's just this harmonious um, camaraderie. Yes, it's it's like a synergy of of just cooperation and pod. And they also remind us about the breath because if they don't come up every seven minutes to breathe, they will die. They're literally, mm-hmm. they're, they're conscious breathers just like we are. And I kind of equate it that if we don't take a deep breath to the top of our heads, we die a spiritual death. Because so yeah. many people are breathing from, you know, their chest or their mouth, and they're not really going all the way up to the very top and filling that, you know, that glass of water to reach the higher self. And that's ancient Hawaiian healing. That's how I managed to do that to heal my back when I was paralyzed 25 years ago. So it, it just, for me, that reaching that higher self with the breath was, was crucial. So the dolphins remind me to keep doing that. I mean, you know, let's, when we're talking about breath, we're actually mm-hmm. underestimating the beauty of oxygen. Again, we, things we take for granted because they're out there all the time. I mean, there's, there's this whole water right right now with Nestle saying, I own water and you're going to buy it from me. You know, here in BC, we've, you know, we've got a company in America suing BC because they want our water. We have droughts here, folks. <laughs> we need our water. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, we take things for granted. Uh, but if we actually, actually understood how important our breath to us is, it's not just a question of that without breath we will die physically but we do bra- yeah. uh, die emotionally and spiritually right. because you know that breath from from your your lower gut right up through your body as you said right out into your head we could almost feel a little lightheadedness you know it lifts you it propels you it, it, it uh, ignites you it unites you um you know i think there's there's an awful lot of things that we've got to stop taking for granted and realize they're not just a gift for you to just to get through the day like fuel they're here for you to use a usable tool 
and uh, that can really have you living from that inside out. Very much so. I mean, I just finished a a workshop today with with a number of entrepreneurs, and I started talking about breathing, about putting a smile on your face and feeling that smile attach itself to the air, filling up your, your body with every breath you take. And, you know, one or two of them kind of smirked or chuckled or what have you. But then I said, you know, no, let's try it. And they, they, I got them to start breathing deeply and slowly and get in them into a meditative state. And then I talked to them about putting a smile on their face, even if it's a small Mona Lisa smile. And every one of them, you could just see that smile start to broaden. And when I asked them how did that feel, they all said that was amazing. Exactly. We could feel this ebb and flow of energy start to come through, and it's, we need to realize the breath is really just a metaphor for how we take in energy. Mm-hmm. And by attaching yeah. ourselves to something as simple as the breath, mm-hmm. but realizing we don't just breathe through our nose or our mouth. We breathe through every cell in our body, and it's almost like our body inflates with mm-hmm. every breath we take and then compresses yeah. with every exhale. Yeah, no, that's very true. You're breathing in the subtle air element, which rules the mental plane and, you know, mm-hmm. comes through mm-hmm. the pores of the body. The, the largest gland we have is the skin. So, yes, that's, um, we, we study a lot the elements, the earth, the air, the fire, and the water, and, and how to breathe those in and the symbols that represent all of that as well. I did fire walking with Tony Robbins, as you recall, years ago. That was my first teacher. And I couldn't understand why we were successful to walk on these hot coals. And until I started studying the ancient Hawaiian teachings and realizing that when we are doing this deep breathing, this fast breathing, we're becoming one with the fire. And we can increase mm-hmm. the breath and become actually the fire element. So we walk on it successfully and we don't burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's, it is incredible when we start seeing these things. And these are, you know, these are things that nature was created with us to do, to accomplish. They, you know, everything that we need is, is found in nature around us. We simply need to stop and to be aware of that. And mm-hmm. by, by rushing headlong, you know, against nature, we start finding we have problems like, you know, global warming, mm-hmm. uh, climate change, you know, uh, we, Mama, we, we have forest fires. And, yeah. Mama, yeah, and pissed and she's, just, you know, she's going to stamp her feet because nobody's paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, very much so. And it's, 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 it's a way for us to, you know, I should say it's, it's way past time for us to return a little bit to that uh, to that point where we can actually be aware, be conscious that we are part of this giant one-cell organism called the Earth. You know, right. it's, it's well, got it's, skin it's, around uh, it. Exactly, and you know, th- I look at it this way: is um, you know, I'm I am a. a of, you know, of spirit where I am, of water and wind. I've constantly got to be on the move and on the flow. And a few years ago, my wings were clipped and I uh, said, no, you've got to feel the earth. I'm like, I don't want to. There's such heavy <laughs> vibrations here. You know, put your feet on there. Just feel the anger. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. And it's, no, you've got to be that because how can you be part of the cure if you, you know, aren't, you know, if aren't aware of what, you know, what the problem is. And, you know, what, what we're beginning to see is those vibrations are beginning to change. 
um, because the more yeah. and more people become enlightened, the more and more people raise their vibration. And, you know, the frequency gets more harmonious. People become more united working together. And it doesn't matter what style you're using. The whole point is, is yeah. that when you raise that vibration and raise that energy and things start to flow and dance together, we're taking away that horrible thunder and anger that the earth was feeling that was literally cracking it up. And uh, yeah. we need to release that pressure from Mother Earth and raise those vibrations from being angry and bitter and twisted and, e and greedy and, and everything else mm -hmm. into the elevation of beauty and love and gratitude and, and uh, you know, put the smile back on our faces because let's not underestimate the energy of a smile. No, exactly. No, I think it's this, is, this, is why, this is why I remain so optimistic is just looking around and seeing how many people are starting to meditate, are starting to become more conscious and more aware. It's, it's actually a beautiful thing to realize there is, there's, there's a growing contingent in the human experience that is looking at things differently, that is you know, stepping outside of the way things have been and saying, we can change this. Wait a minute. It's not a, it's, it's not a dead... It's not a dead thing right now. We, there's, there's hope, there's opportunity, there's beauty to be seen, and all we have to do is breathe. Yeah, and forgive ourselves. And I think all the old teachings are coming back and becoming more mainstream again. What's old is becoming the, the new again. But it really wasn't new, it was old. But we're just accepting oh, yeah. it more now. It's like we talk about alternative medicine. Well, you know, it's been around for thousands of years. It's actually that's Western right. that's alternative. Um, I know. <laughs> but, you know, until society stops looking for the quick fix, you know, as you said, the people that, you know, uh, take the, you know, the helicopter up to the top of the Everest instead of taking the journey. Um, I, I don't mm -hmm. care who you are, how powerful you think you are, how brilliant you think you are, how rich you are, how beautiful you are. None of that makes any, you know, has nothing to do with it. It's all about your journey all about your journey yeah. and if you really do want the respect and admiration from people take that journey in dignity in meaningful purpose in contribution exactly. to one another you will then see that respect from other people you can't buy it yeah. you can't buy it no it, it's setting your intentions in the right direction and and following those intentions which which is you know it, it's it's following the intention of love equanimity you know feeling you know, togetherness and compassion for people. It's, these are the intentions that, and we all know this, we all know what, what, what are good intentions and what are bad intentions. We all, you know, we, we, we feel it within ourselves, and you can't tell me that a Donald Trump isn't aware of what he's doing when he goes screaming and shouting about, you know, his, his latest run for president in the United States. He knows. You know, we all know. And it's, it's well, one of these things Publicity is good publicity. He doesn't care. Oh. Well, uh, unfortunately, yeah, no, exactly. it's backfiring on him. I've actually, uh, you know, doing a show this week on the other show, Sarah's View of Life, which is, which is on that. And then again, referring to another movie called uh, Spare Parts, uh, which is a true story oh, yeah. of, of four Hispanic young boys who were illegal in the States, but one of their parents was legal. And so, or maybe their brother or sister was legal. And so they're always on the run. They're always hiding. They can't go to university. They can't go into the army. But they join this robotics club. 
and they make this this underwater robotic which they go on to win the competition and you know obviously as it's a true story is is brought great delight but you know there you've got donald you know they're they're rapists and they're drug lords and then you've got people like this that are, are such contributors to the world and it's like yeah i know what you're saying donald you know you opened your borders up too much and you haven't got any scrutiny but it's the way yeah. he says it and he did an interview with bill maher and it, and in that five minute, you know, it, there goes Russia, there goes Syria, there goes, uh, you know, uh, everybody, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, it's <laughs> about uniting people, not segregating people. And, exactly. you know, right. Yes, we know that there's a whole load of stuff out there that needs to get cleaned up. And yes, there's some huge loopholes in every country, but that need to tighten up. Uh, because the wrong element yeah. is getting in. But it's the way you say it. And you don't go out and machine exactly. gun an entire nation uh, because yeah. of, you know, of a few issues and problems. So um, it's a, he really is certainly making, um, you know, the comedians, you know, it's candy for the oh. comedians right now. <laughs> they, they love it. Absolutely. They love it. Just yeah. Can't um, he's he's making their job. Yeah, he's making their job very easy at this point. It's, it's, but to, to your point, I mean, it's, you know, America has lost more people to, to guns and our own violence than to ISIS or Al Qaeda. Yeah. Uh, over the past, you know, since, since 9-11. And so, I mean, it's, you look at this and you have to, or, you know, if, if, if you have some sense of intelligence and compassion, you have to look at this and say, what are we doing? Exactly. You know, where are we going with this? And there's a better way to go about this. Uh, and it's, you know, not, not to get off track from, from joy, but, but in a way it is kind of bringing us joy to be able to say there needs to be some responsibility in the human experience right now because there's too many people just rushing around, following their ego, following, you know, an irresponsible path. Instead, an of, instead of slowing down, taking a breath and saying, what's best for everyone? What's best for the planet? And it's, you know, this is the, I think, this is the turn that I, I, I'm beginning to see in, in kind of the next generation almost, is they're coming out and saying, you know, enough about me. What's best for the people? What's best for the planet? How do we, how do, we do something at a higher level, a higher vibration? It's a two-letter word, us. What about us? Yeah. You know, as right. as a nation, as a global nation, you know, it's yeah. well, what can I, I can bring just, to the we? <laughs> what can we do? And and so I go back into the ancient forgiveness pattern, and taking a hundred percent responsibility for what I see with my eyes. And if I see that injustice out there, then I try to clean the part of myself inside that is projecting that out into the world. Because how can we see it if we don't have it within ourselves? And that's mm-hmm. really the, the highest form of forgiveness, the Ho'oponopono, that I, I believe as, as an individual we can help ourselves. I don't know if you remember Dr. E. Heliakalalen. He was the one that was working at this criminally insane hospital in Hawaii. And after three years of doing this forgiveness process, all of those patients healed without him even seeing one of them. And all he did was clean part of himself that was them. Mm-hmm. And it's documented yeah. in a book called Zero Limits. 
And again, it's a very, very high concept. Not anybody, not everybody is going to accept it because they'll have to, to accept the fact that they're 100% responsible for seeing that pestilence or that war outside of themselves. But if everyone started just doing this forgiveness of themselves to any unconscious seed that might be projecting that out there, it will neutralize it and release that out there. And who knows what the effects will, you know, will happen. Um, it's I would, it's I would go at least something step, you can do. Yeah, I think it's a step further than that, is that, you know, we see yeah. horrors being done to other people. You know, I'm a huge animal advocate. And when I see, you know, a dog being skinned alive or parts being chopped off it alive, oh. you know, I mean, it, it's, you know, there is no other way around it than it is. It is horrific. But, you know, hating that person and sending that vibration out of there, we are now dealing with those people that aren't living in conscience because there is no way they can live in a loving conscience and do what they're doing. So it is better to send that energy out there of they know not what they do. Give them a conscience. Give them a conscience so they're aware of what they do. And, you know, send that energy out of consciousness instead of a damning them because then it's hate on hate. Um, you know, right. we need to send them awareness. May they grow a conscience so that they know the pain they inflict. But how do yeah. we know what we have done in the past? Because we're asleep. We're unconscious. We have come in. Our souls have advanced to the point that we're here now and we're seeing the injustice with our eyes. But how do we know that way back when we were, you know, just a very young soul, that we didn't contribute in that same way because sure we didn't we did. know anything? We didn't know any yeah. better and nobody placed any value on it. You know, and the thing is what I think is now awakening is that we're understanding that every living thing has a right to live. And yes. that right. even if we do kill uh, meat for food, we have to do it in a, a respectful a non-cruel way in respect of the lives they're giving us. And I think that's what it comes down to is the respect, the value, the gratitude, not this, not this, uh, that has happened to today of this, um, I've got the word expectation of, but of, um, you know, demanding it, come up, there's a word there, (laughs) it's not coming to me, but believing (laughs) that you you have a right to it. Uh, You don't have a right to it, you know, it's, um, it, everything has to be worked for. Everything has to, to be earned. Um, and everything deserves the right to right. live. And if we don't have that kind of respect over life, how do we expect to have respect in our lives? Exactly. Absolutely. No, and that's, and that's exactly so well put. It's that, it's that self, I deserve X, Y, or Z. I I, I should have mm-hmm. this, that, or the other thing. These are things that get everybody in trouble instead of just saying, you know what, I deserve nothing. I expect nothing. I'm just going to take the world as it comes to me and and smile at everything that happens with joy and with anticipation. And after it's gone past, let it go. Uh, you know, and, and through this is if I can learn something from this experience, then it was valuable. If I learn nothing from this experience, then I've wasted that experience. And it's got, which what we've got to keep reminding ourselves is, you know, it's every experience is there for a reason. It's, it's yeah. up to us to take something from it or to, to, to lose it. And if we lose it, it's a real shame and we're going to have to, you know, that ex- 
the world, the, 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 the universe is going to keep giving us these kind of experiences until we learn whatever lesson we have to learn from it. And if we continue to, in ignorance and never learn the lessons we're meant to, then we'll keep having these experiences. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for people having self-abundance. You know, be yeah. a, a very enriched person. Become a very rich person. Because if you are an enriched person in your soul, your spirit, your very being, and you've actually matched that with richness, you now know how to share those riches that are going to empower others. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's the whole thing about... it's. The whole thing about embracing spirituality and consciousness doesn't mean now you've got to be cross-legged in a row, uh, humming and being poor. <laughs> you know, it, it is back to the beginning of living a conscious life through meditation, through awareness, through gratitude, through breath. It's living a conscious life. And the fuller you live your life, the more abundant you are and the more abundant you have uh, abundance you have to contribute. So Yeah, and know, there's got to be a w way where it's just... Money is not the only way to find mm -hmm. riches. No, it's, it's an empty you know, way. Personal enrichment. There's a, a formula there somewhere where it's not just find a million dollars or a billion dollars, but have valuable, enriching experiences. And there's there's a way to say, you know, and I'm not quite sure how to form it, but it's there's a way to say, you know, X number of dollars equals X level of enrichment, personal enrichment. And you could live out by yourself in the middle of nowhere and be wonderfully enriched with absolutely no money whatsoever around you uh, and, well, and live a fuller, better, that. happier life. Than, yeah, but live a fuller, better, happier life than somebody who's got a penthouse on Fifth Avenue, yeah. you know, and a billion dollars in the banks. Exactly. When yeah. I lost all of my money, when I and literally had nothing, um, had like $7 in my account and had to just sell things to live, that's when you start to realize what it is that you have when, when the money is gone. And I went to live with my daughter, and I started just cord cutting. But now as I look back on that, that was seven years ago, I realized that I never would have found the reconnective healing. I wouldn't mm -hmm. have found my, my pathway to releasing the grief from my son had I not lost all that money. And I realized that, that it's the people in your life, it's your relationships that is loving. And that is where the most joy comes in, not what you can buy. Or, it, it, it's just so unfulfilling. It's, it's really how rich you are in how much you love yourself, how much you treasure your own family and friends and the people that are around you. That's where the love comes in. That's and it's where finding I, something I found you, my joy. You, you love to do that you make a living out of you know the whole thing exactly. is you don't want to go to a job you want to make your life your job and you love doing it mm -hmm. I, was, I was recently interviewed you know and, and it was you know like um you know what is the radio station to me is it you know the job and i said no this is my life this is something i love to do um i <laughs> do actually have to kind of put a monetary gain to it now uh because yes i was like you i uh, bottomed out into nothing living out of my car um you know i'm st still extremely on the financial yeah. scale down really down very low which is the volume is being 